Hi, need a ride? Hop on in. I'm headed to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Come on, let's go. We made it just in time. Come on, let's go get a seat. Hey everybody, welcome to Julia's Truckin' Cafe. Everybody get a seat. Come on in, come on in, sit down. We got plenty of room up front here. I know nobody likes to be up front by me, but that's okay. Anyway, everybody get something to drink. All right, now just sit back and enjoy the show. I have lots of news to get to, so let's get right to it. But before we get to the news, I would like to take a moment and um, talk about just a little bit of a personal note that about not having the show up uh, and uploaded on um, iTunes and all of the directories um, and also on Facebook on Monday nights. A lot of times what happens, and I want to explain this to all of my avid listeners, I appreciate you all so much, and and I don't mean to sound uh, condescending or anything that way, but I honestly, honestly do appreciate all of you that tune in every single week for the show. I want to say that I do apologize about not getting it uh, consistently on Monday. A lot of times it is hard because I work 70 hours a week. Lee works 70 hours a week. We have tried this time three days to coordinate our schedules in order for me to be sitting still to hook up all of my laptop and my microphone and everything and have him call in so that we could record his part of the show because it is pre-recorded a lot of times either he's either dropping a hook in i'm dropping a hook in i have to run all day he has to run all day he's in a no-fly zone where he doesn't have signal or anything so there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on that you my listeners don't really know about so i wanted to take just a moment and to clarify that i try really hard to get it out each and every week but I just, a lot of times I just can't get it out on Mondays anymore. So, you know, but it will be during the week, hopefully no later than Friday. So again, I appreciate all of y'all for listening and um, thank you so much. A truck driver is shot at a truck stop after declining sex for money. In Oklahoma, police are on the hunt for two suspects after a truck driver was shot at at a truck stop. Police say that the incident happened around 6 a.m. on Thursday, March 28th at a TA truck stop off of I-40 in Oklahoma City. The truck driver later told police that he was approached by a woman who offered him sex in exchange for money. When the truck driver refused, a man approached his truck and shot him. The man and the woman then left the scene in a pickup truck. The driver was taken to a local hospital for treatment of gunshot wounds. The suspects are described as a white male and a white female who are believed to be driving a Dodge pickup truck. That could be anybody. Uh, the incident excuse me, still remains under investigation. The video from the uh, local uh, police or TV station will be 
on the bottom of this article, which will be in the show notes, on the website under the heading of show notes. And in other news, two were killed in a multiple semi-truck crash that shut down the interstate. And this happened in North Carolina. North Carolina transportation officials say that multiple semi-trucks were involved in a serious pileup crash that claimed the lives of at least two people this this afternoon. And this was on Thursday, March 28th. The crash happened early on the afternoon on northbound I-77 near mile marker 73 in Yadkin County, North Carolina. Truck that got hit... Uh, went up in flames. I'm looking at the picture right now in the article and you can't even tell what kind of truck it was. Police say that three semi-trucks and a, were in a pileup involved in the crash. Troopers confirmed that two people lost their lives. It isn't clear whether there were any other injuries as a result. All lanes of northbound I-70 are shut down for the crash causing a massive traffic backup um, at that time, there was no word when the interstate would have been opened. And there again, there's always usually videos at the bottom of these articles that I'm um, accessing. And on a sad note, we have a state trooper that in Illinois that got fatally struck while conducting a roadside commercial vehicle inspection. While many are saying that this tragic accident highlights the need for drivers to move over for emergency vehicles, it also shows how dangerous roadside commercial vehicle inspections can be. An Illinois state trooper lost her life the other day, again on March 28th, Thursday, when she was struck by a semi-truck while conducting a roadside commercial vehicle inspection. Um, According to a news release from the Illinois State Patrol, uh, at uh, at approximately 11.24 a.m., Trooper Brooke Jones' story was inspecting a commercial motor vehicle on United States Route 20 westbound, just west of Illinois Route 75 in Stevenson County. At approximately noon, Trooper Jones' story was outside her squad car when she was struck and fatally wounded when a truck, tractor, semi-trailer combination struck her squad car and the semi-trooper Jones' story was inspecting. So uh, apparently the, the truck coming by struck her car and the semi that she was inspecting. The uh, trooper story was 34 and a 12-year veteran of the Illinois State Police District in Pecatonica. And yeah, it went kablooey. There's a Twitter uh, status on, on in this article that you'll be able to access. The truck driver was cited for improper lane usage and for failing to obey the move-over law or Scott's law. Quote, Today is a dark day for the Illinois State Police family. This is the sixth year anniversary of the death of another trooper and now another brave soul, Trooper Brooke Jones Story, has made the ultimate sacrifice for people of this state. At this very moment, the men and women of the ISP are responding and focused on the job and mission because that's what Trooper Jones' story would do, end quote, stated Acting Director Kelly. Thursday's crash marked the 15th time that an Illinois state trooper has been hit by a vehicle in 2019. Prior to Jones' story's death, the Illinois State Police had announced that they would be devoting thousands of extra manpower hours to heavy enforcement of Scott's law. In other words, when possible, move your butt over. 
even when someone's um, besides for emergency vehicles any flashing lights or anything but you don't have to cause an accident because you're stopping traffic to move over hug the dotted line if you're in the right lane give them as much room as you can without hurting anybody and but you don't run them down either the fatal collision happened on the sixth anniversary of a death of an Illinois state trooper James Sauter who was fatally struck by a semi-truck while sitting in his cruiser. But also at the, on the flip side of that point, I see a lot of officers sitting on the shoulder of the road doing paperwork without their lights on. It happens in Missouri. It happens in Illinois. It happens in Indiana, Ohio, and mainly in the Midwest that they'll sit on the shoulder of the road. And how dangerous is that? Why can't you go to a rest area to do your paperwork? It's not that important. Why go on to an on-ramp or an off-ramp or the next exit to do your paperwork? Don't sit on the shoulder of the road. You're just asking to get hit. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest here. Please don't shoot the messenger. If there's any law enforcement, I have a, a cousin, second cousin, who is law enforcement. Please don't shoot the messenger. And... If you're sitting on the shoulder of the road, I'm sorry, but you're just itching to get hit. But I, we do here at Julia's Truck and Cafe send our condolences to this um, trooper's family. In other news, a family says a truck driver was lured by a phony phone call and then was fatally ambushed. The family of a truck driver who was fatally shot in Florida says that they believe he was lured out of his home and ambushed by a suspect who's still at large. The shooting happened in the early morning hours of Sunday, March 24th in Apopka, Florida. Family members say that 47-year-old truck driver Elias Bratcher was at his home when he got a call from a person claiming to be a police officer at 3 in the morning. When Bratcher arrived at the place his truck was parked on Marden Road, he was reportedly ambushed and shot multiple times while he was still inside his car, his personal vehicle. Bratcher was dead at the scene by the time that police arrived. Bratcher's brother, Naim Mustafa, said it was someone pretending to be the police and say, hey, your truck is open, come out. So that's what he did. They shot him and killed him for no reason. He didn't even have a chance to defend himself. He didn't even have a chance to get out of the vehicle and they murdered him. Police have not yet made any arrests in connection with Bratcher's death. Bratcher's family is offering a $10,000 reward for information leading to the arrest of the shooter. If you have any information, you can call 1-800-423-TIPS, the tip line. That's 1-800-423-8477. If you happen to have any idea or passing by or anything when this driver was shot. Again, my condolences to his family. And in other news, a trooper teaches drivers what the left lane is actually for. Yeah, passing and not getting run over. A Colorado State trooper much needed video lesson on how to actually use a left lane properly has gone viral. Colorado State Trooper Josh Lewis has made a name for himself by, on social media by making funny videos that also offer seriously smart driving tips. And now he's got a message for drivers who just can't seem to figure out how the left lane works. The big takeaways? 
The left lane is for actively passing, not sitting there riding in it like people in Missouri love to do. Two, the right lane is for driving, people in Missouri. Three, it's not that hard, not that complicated to figure it out. Since the video was shared on Facebook, it has been viewed more than 2 million times and shared about 50,000 times. So hopefully the message is getting heard. You can watch the video at the bottom of this article that will be in the show notes. And CVSA releases dates for this year's 72-hour road check inspection spree. The Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, or CVSA for short, has announced the dates for this year's International Road Check Inspection Blitz, or we like us drivers like to call it the Blitz. The CVSA announced that the 2019 International Road Check will be taking place from June 4th to June 6th. So in other words, everybody, it's usually about the first week of June. Throughout the United States, Mexico, and Canada, most drivers who are, are, are inspected will receive the full 37-point North American Standard Level 1 inspection. That's when I take those three days off. <clears throat> anyway. The CVSA also announced this year's violation emphasis category, steering components and suspension systems. Quote, International Road Check is a high-visibility, three-day commercial motor vehicle and driver inspection enforcement event, said the president, Chief Jay Thompson. However, aside from the increased inspections, we are not doing anything differently than any other day. The inspections performed during this road check are the same inspections that are conducted the day before the road check starts and the day after it concludes, as well as any other day of the year, end quote. During last year's road check held on June 5th through the 7th, inspectors focused on hours of service violations. And in just those three days, over 67,502 roadside inspections were conducted 11,897 vehicles were placed out of service and an additional 2,664 drivers were placed out of service. So hopefully not so many drivers will be placed out of service and not so many vehicles will be placed out of service this year. The CVSA describes International Road Check as the largest targeted enforcement program on commercial motor vehicles in the world with around 17 trucks and buses inspected on average every minute. Now that's every minute, 17 trucks and buses on average. Our inspections are conducted in Canada, the U.S., and Mexico during that three-day three, three period, 72-hour period. Family suspects foul play in this truck driver's death. Twenty-one A family in North Carolina is looking for answers after their son, a truck driver who died under unusual circumstances, it was ruled a suicide. Back in the middle of March 14th, 21-year-old Charlotte, North Carolina-based truck driver, Taman Blair, was found inside the trailer of his truck on Bluffton Road in Fort Wayne, Indiana. He hung himself. While details about the incident remain scarce, it has been recently reported that Blair, who stood about 6'5", was found hanged inside his trailer. An autopsy later confirmed that Blair died from asphyxia by hanging. Now, the family says that he had a lot to live for, um, that they don't believe that he had any reason to commit suicide, and they do not agree with the police findings. But if the coroner, coroner excuse me, 
you know, did an autopsy and it was found that he died from asphyxiation and he's 6'5". How are you going to try to string up somebody that's 6'5"? Because that's pretty tall. I'm 5'5", and that's a foot on me. To to try to make it look like a hanging in the trailer. Um, Blair's brother, D. Smith, writes on a GoFundMe page set up to pay for funeral expenses that her brother had a new job and a new baby on the way. Taman went through a rough patch of his life. He went to jail for a year. When he got out, he promised to change his life. He went and got his diploma, got straight A's. Kudos to him. He always been on the A honor roll, and he finally got his life on track. He has a beautiful girlfriend. He was also having a baby. He landed a job driving truck. He went on the road to make money for his family. Um, it just doesn't just doesn't sound like him. Uh, we want him to get justice. That's all we want. We just want to find out exactly if somebody did it and who did it and why. And we want to open it back up to see. Uh, you could also see the video from the local Fox station at the bottom of this episode. And this episode of Julia Struck at Cafe is brought to you by Julia's Virtual Assistant Service. Have you ever thought, excuse me, have you ever thought about hiring a virtual assistant? Do you even know what a virtual assistant is? Well, may I suggest you contact Julia's Virtual Assistant Service to find out how they can help you and your business. Do you have things that you hate doing, like paperwork? Are you an owner-operator and have receipts that you have to turn into your accountant? Well, hand them over to Julia's Virtual Assistant Service and concentrate on the things that you enjoy doing. They have services from basic web design, social media marketing, bookkeeping to transcription. Julia's Virtual Assistant Service can help you and your business with the things that you hate doing. Any task that you have, hand it over to them. Contact Julia's Virtual Assistant Service today by going to their website at juliasvaservice.com. That's juliasvaservice.com. juliasvaservice.com for all of your virtual assistant needs. And now for Lee's bullshit and last week um at the mid-america trucking show the u.s department of transportation secretary uh elaine chow gave their opening address so the dot promises truck drivers increased flexibility in the hours of service rules pretty soon Friday, the head of the U.S. Department of Transportation made a major announcement about upcoming changes to the hours of service regulations. During her keynote speech delivered at the Mid-America Trucking Show in Louisville, uh, Secretary Elaine Chow confirmed that the FMCSA administration is moving forward with changes to the hours of service regulation that truck drivers must follow. According to the FMCSA, while this proposed rule is still under review, FMCSA is working to increase flexibility for drivers while maintaining the highest level of safety for commercial drivers and all American motorists, quote-unquote. While the exact nature of the plan changes to the hours of service remain unclear, comments that Chow made during March 27th U.S. Senate subcommittee hearing indicate that she is aware of the hardships that truckers endure as a result of the strict regulation. And I quote, Well, this is what happens when there's a one-size-fits-all solution. It doesn't work across the country because our country is so diverse. And obviously, with electronic logging devices, that created hardships for small truckers and also created hardships for agricultural interests, farmers, people who are hauling in rural areas. 
But the issue, as it turned out, is not the electronic logging device. It's the hours of service. So we are actually looking at that as well on a bipartisan basis. And we hope to come out with some conclusions on that. But again, we're very much aware of the hardship that these inflexible rules have placed on rural and agricultural interests, end quote. In August of 2018, the FMCSA asked for public comment on these hours regulation reform and received over 5,200 different comments from drivers in the trucking industry, as well as the public at large. Uh, specifically, they asked the public to weigh in on four specific areas of the H uh, hours of service regulation. One is expanding the current 100 air mile short haul exemption from 12 hours on duty to 14. Extending the current 14 hour on duty limitation by up to two hours when a truck driver encounters adverse driving conditions. Uh, three, revising the current mandatory 30 minute break for truck drivers after eight hours of a continuous driving. And four, reinstating the option for splitting up the required 10 hour off duty rest break for drivers operating trucks that are equipped with a sleeper berth compartment or a bunk. The FMCSA also asked the public for comment on the two petitions of the OOIDA petition that would allow drivers to take up to a three-hour off-duty rest break during a 14-hour day period. OOIDA's petition also asked for the elimination of the 30-minute rest break altogether and a Trucker Nation petition that would revise the prohibition against driving after the 14th hour of the beginning of the work shift, allow drivers to use multiple off-duty periods of three hours or longer in lieu of having 10 consecutive hours off-duty, and eliminate the 30-minute rest break requirement. And another article points to some other things that Elaine Chow said on Friday that she was pleased to announce that the department again is moving forward in the next step which is a notice of proposed rulemaking on the hours of service rules. Um, it was, she said it was sent to the Office of Management and Budget. That means, of course, that she can't say much while the rule is under consideration. She couldn't go into specifics or details about this proposal, but to note that the department understands the strong interest in increasing excuse me, the flexibility and giving it serious consideration. Um, she also said that uh, there's no hints or clues what it might contain, but in there's also no time frame. Now, from what I understand, Lee, is that um, we t I talked about that over in the, in the summer when they were asking for the comments that this was supposed to have been sent to the White House back in I, August. I've been hearing about this for two years, but here's the deal, okay? Anytime I hear the politicians talking about it, this is what I think about, and I want y'all to listen to me, and you agree with me. Okay, now, here we go. This old boy dies, he goes up to the pearly gates, right? God's up there, and he's told him, he said, listen here. He said, we got a new program going on around here, and this is what we're going to do. He said, we're going to send you down there to hell for two or three days. Then we're going to bring you up back up here, after two or three days, then we're going to see, let you decide where you want to go. The guy said, well, you know, okay, you know. So he sends him down there to hell. Man, here's this beautiful 18-hole golf course. Oh, my God, he's eating lobster all the time. See some of his buddies just having a blast, right? So his two or three days was up. God put him back up there to, to heaven, right? He stayed up for a couple of days. God told him, he said, okay, 
He said, now, you got to make a decision on where you want to go. And the guy said, well, he said, it's pretty nice up here, but tell you the truth, I think I want to go to hell. I said, okay. Oof. Put him back down there, right? Oh, my Lord. Nastiest place. Smelly. I mean, just horrible. Horrible. And though Neville was walking by, and he said, hey, he said, I was just down here a couple of days ago, and what happened to the golf course that never were? And the devil looked at him and said, well, I was campaigning. <laughs> now, every time I hear a politician talk, that's what I think about. Ma- I'm campaigning, right? You hear how she said, flexible. Right. You hear, you, did you catch that phrase? She said, flexible, more flexible hours. Right. So that don't mean nothing because she talked about the agriculture and stuff. Right. right? That's like the home field. <laughs> Excuse me. They're they going to give what they want. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. It, it'll be a year or two before anything happens. Is what You know what I mean? Time, if they do pass some, the time it goes into effect. But I don't know. It, it kind of makes me feel like, okay, people, we're waiting on it to happen. You, you know, one of them type feelings. So we but- will see. But you also have to understand that the government doesn't move fast on anything either, right? Well, now, do you really think the government is going to help us? I I would be surprised. I would be surprised. But we're not going into politics. All I have to say on that, all I have to say on that is look who we got in office now and how crap started rolling. Well, anyway. Anyway, (laughs) so on, on to the next article. Uh, in other news, other in other news, over twenty four thousand trucks recalled for exhaust pipe defect that could cause a crash. The trucks that have a defect could cause exhaust tailpipe to fall off in the roadway, increasing the risk of a crash. You think? Ten thousands of uh, tens of thousands of semi trucks have been recalled for an exhaust pipe problem that could result in a traffic accident. The recall was issued by Navistar, and who makes and what does Navistar make? Internationals uh, that affects international um, in the amount of twenty four thousand one hundred and seventy three trucks, according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. That's a long ass name. The rear exhaust hanger bracket may crack, resulting in an increase in strain on the forward hanger bracket to crack and in some cases may result in the partial or full separation of the exhaust tailpipe. In other words, the damn thing will fall off. If the exhaust tailpipe separates from the vehicle while in operation, a loose part in the roadway could be struck by another vehicle, which increases the risk of a vehicle crash. End quote. <laughs> The recalled models are all 73 sleeper cab trucks of the following models of International. Years 2016 to 2020, International LT. And years 2017 to 2018, International Pro Star. I drove one of them. <clears throat> they got it back. Recall documents uh, warn drivers that they might notice a cracked rear exhaust pipe hanger or an out-of-place tailpipe when they conduct a pre-trip inspection. If they conduct a pre-trip inspection. Navistar will notify dealers and drivers about the recall with letters mailed out when? April 23rd. Yeah, let's wait another month. Dealers will perform the necessary repairs free of charge. Well, you damn well better. If you have any questions about the recall, you could call Navistar Customer Service at 1-800-448- 
1-800-448-7825. That's 1-800-448-7825. And reference recall number 19501. That's recall number 19501. So, yeah, I always think that, I'm sorry, but I always think that an that international is a throwaway truck like a Kia anyway. recalls uh, about the tires and everything that I was recalling back last fall. They didn't, uh, I was reporting on that in September, October. They didn't even start the recall letters till November on certain tires and stuff. And like I said, till the money numbers start getting up, then I'll say, well, maybe we got to do something. And you know, that's sad. Yeah. That could cost people, somebody their life over something like that. They're aware of it. Take care of it. Yeah. You know, don't fool around. You know, I don't understand that, but that, of course, I don't have a lot of money to play with the way they do, you know, so anyway. Well, but, in, but at the same time now, we don't want to knock them down completely. They do have to get a stockpile of the parts, too, in order to change them all out. You're going to be inundated with, you know, 30, 40, couple, you know, all them thousands of trucks. You have to have the parts or be able to, they have, probably have to make them. In order to or get the you know order them uh, for twenty four thousand trucks recalled for that bracket, you know that's twenty four thousand brackets. If not forty eight thousand, if you're going to replace both of them, both of those brackets, if both of them are cracking. Well, the way I look at it, if it was me, I would think here's my reputation on the line. This is my trucks. Well, this I one, need to get something done. You mean international you know? has a reputation? <laughs> well, you know. What oh, I mean, mean, I'm I mean, sorry. I mean, uh, I mean a good reputation. Well, you know what I'm saying. I mean, that's that's my name out there. Right. I would be doing everything possible as fast as possible to get it to a because I, you know, that's just especially when you know about it, it makes it even make you matter about it if something happens. That's that's what I don't like. Right. That's what I don't like about a lot of these big companies. The way they do things, they're big. They got a lot of money. They pretty much kind of do what they want to do. You right. know, a little man. Or the little person like us, <laughs> we're just nothing, you know. So, 
Well, and and you, they have to be careful too because of the fact of where the exhaust is placed. I don't, I can't, can't remember. I know with Peterbilt and Kenworth, the exhaust is underneath the the cabin and under by the drivetrain and stuff like that. Is it the same on an international? I don't even know. And if that is the case, or if it's straight up in the air, if that tailpipe falls and that hits a drive shaft, it could call a whole world of hurt. I mean, to the truck and. No, under. I know that. Now, some of the older ones. Now, you do know a lot of, like, tanker companies, they order theirs with the stack on the back for a reason. Yeah. They don't want the heat, you know, and everything going up under them trailers, you know, like it's regening or something like that, like a freight liner. Yeah. You go back there and get a side. You can roast a weenie back there, you know. But <laughs> it, they, they don't want that to happen. They, they just don't want it to happen. I just, or, I just, or, or roast marshmallows. <laughs> exactly right. Make s'mores. Anyway, some of the stuff I haul, I'm surprised they blow one up or something. Right. <laughs> but never know. Hey, tomorrow's another day. You know, it went like the day. It could probably happen to me. So it's been a rough one. It's been a rough one. Well, and and uh, now for the next article and, and the next news, you're going to love this one, Lee. Truckers must register with the federal drug database to change jobs starting in 2020. That's our top story this week. Starting in 2020, the FMCSA, trucking employers, state driver licensing agencies, and law enforcement officials will have real-time access to truck driver drug and alcohol violation information. Me personally, I don't have to worry about that. The FMCSA has set out new rules that will require truck drivers. So here's our H- hours of service rules right here. See how they twist it? No, I'm picking. Um, has set out new rules that will require truck drivers to register with a federal database before they are allowed to change jobs. Starting on January 6th of 2020, drivers who wish to change jobs will be required to register with the FMCSA Commercial Drivers License Drug and Alcohol Clearinghouse as a part of their uh, employment-related background check. Voluntary registration will begin in October of 2019. This clearinghouse is a secure federal database yeah, right, that provides real-time information about CDL, driver, drug, and alcohol violations. The FMCSA, commercial motor vehicle employers, state driver licenses agencies, and law enforcement officials will all have a complete access to this clearinghouse. All CDL driver drug and alcohol test failures will be recorded in the clearinghouse, including, but not limited to, report for duty slash remain on duty for safety sensitive function with an alcohol concentration of 0.04 or greater or while using any prohibited drug. Two, alcohol use while performing or within four hours of performing a safety sensitive function. Three, alcohol use within eight hours of a post-accident alcohol test. Four, test positive for the use of specified drugs. This could include a post-crash test, a pre-employment drug screening, or a random drug test. And five, refusing to submit to a required alcohol or drug test. The clearinghouse will also contain information on whether a CDL holder has completed the necessary procedures to return to duty after a failed drug or alcohol test. In other words, probably getting retested. 
When truck drivers begin to register on January 6th, 2020, they will effectively be giving current or future employers permission to view any drug or alcohol violations on their electronic records. Drivers will also be able to view their own drug and alcohol violation records online using the clearinghouse and will be able to dispute any errors in the database. Well, there goes our partying and drinking for a while, Holly. Until until I'm not done. Hold, hold on. Until January 6, 2023, trucking companies will be required to access the clearinghouse in addition to requesting traditional drug and alcohol violation histories from a driver's previous employers. After 2023, the past three years of the drug and alcohol violation information will all be stored in this clearinghouse and manual. There's a duck going by, and manual record requests will no longer be required. The FMCSA says that the new clearinghouse is designed to help employers, FMCSA, state driver licensing agencies and state law enforcement to quickly and efficiently identify drivers who are not legally permitted to operate the CMB due to drug and alcohol program violations. I should have let everybody read that for themselves. Anyway, I I'm gotta apologize to everybody real fast. That quacking that you heard in the background, I got an email and I have Duck Dynasty's duck call as a sign that I got an email in. So I apologize about that. So what do okay. you think of all this clearing house gobbledygook style there, Lee? Uh, you you got to be now is this for everybody or just I didn't catch the part, but is it for everybody? Okay. Or just the uh, drug alcohol violations. Starting in 2020, if you're changing jobs, okay, is what it says, that you are going to be signing a uh, waiver so that they can access your drug and alcohol background, employment-related background check. You know how they do your drug and alcohol testing, uh, your screening uh, for pre-employment? Uh, well, yeah. now your previous employers or cops or fmcsa will all have access it'll be put into this database from what i what i understand this reads and anybody could comment to correct me if i'm wrong that it's going to be put into this clearinghouse as a database and that um fmcsa uh employers and state drivers you know dmv state drivers uh license agencies and uh law enforcement will have access to these records They pull you over for an inspection. When they pull you over for, you know, speeding or anything like that, they'll be able to run you now and see if you have any previous alcohol or drug violations. Right where I guess right now they can don't have access to that. So now they can. I mean, good lord, come on! What's going to be next? We're going to have to call somebody and say, hey, can we change jobs and go to work for this company, or where can I go to work at if I want to change jobs? That's what it sounds like to me. I mean, come on. what This, this is just getting way, way out of hand. Yeah. I mean, everything we do, they're putting more regulations, more regulations, more regulations. They still ain't putting no more money on us, are they? Nope. They're not raising the freight rates, and they're not raising a driver, you know, per mile rate anymore. Yeah, and, 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 and they're, and they're, and they're wanting us to do more and more and more on all of this litigation crap. You know, what happened to the day? You ready to drive a truck? Let's go. 
Yep. You know, yep. and that was it. And now, okay, now, and next is going to be, you're going to have to type 20 words a minute on your unit in your truck to be able to qualify to go to work. Well, you have to be somewhat computer literate in order because of all the Qualcomms and all the people nets and everything yeah, you know, out there. I mean, this is something like, man, you, we had to learn this. I yeah. Mean, you know, we didn't have no choice. Yeah. The first one that I ever got was a Qualcomm. And never seen one before in my life. And they said, the logs on it. I said, well, I'm pretty good on logs. I said, I've run three log books for over 29 <laughs> years. You know, I'm pretty good with them, you know. Well, guess what? I was wrong. <laughs> you, know, you can't do that, I think. <laughs> so, Damn it. But, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I remember doing that, and I would always go on into the safety office, and I'd grab the safety man's office, and I'd grab three paper logbooks at a time going, one for me, one for you, and one for DOT. <laughs> I come in, I was 50 miles from behind. Yep. They had a DOT down in Texas had a had a had it set up checking trucks, right? Go mm-hmm. over there. Let me see your log book. Give him a log book. Look, man, he said, "Son," I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "Do you know where you're at?" And the first thing popped in my head: this is a trick question. <laughs> I, said, I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "Well, this book says you're in California." <laughs> Wrong book. Wrong book. <laughs> he said. You know what you're fixing to do? I said, yes, sir, probably shouldn't go down there and go to bed, right? He said, that's right. You get three three squares. (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. But I I, I just can't. I mean, what is it turned into? Well, now, now stop and think about this, Lee. Back in the day, when us old farts started driving, we didn't have all this problem. The biggest problem we had back in the day was that what they call that New York, L.A. turnaround, that eight ball and and all this kind of (laughs) stuff, you know. And speed was about the the worst thing out there. A little cocaine, you know, a little nose candy or something like that, they used to call it back in the day. But now now they got methamphetamines out here. Now they got freaking crack cocaine they got all this this garbage out here besides i mean when we i've seen guys this isn't happened in florida okay this guy was walking past a cop first first off let me back up this kid come around a truck and took off the hood of the truck okay with the trailer and kept that it was going to keep on going well, he finally fled, he, he finally stopped because he couldn't go anymore, and uh, so then they call the cops. Well, this truck driver comes out of the convenience store with a 12-pack, walking behind the cop, and went and got in his truck. Now, I understand, back in the day, you, you close the bunk curtains, this is our house, and all this kind of stuff, but with all the accidents out here going on, I mean, I can, uh, I'm trying to be neutral here and trying to look at both sides of the coin. They got to uh, clamp down. And uh, if they're finding a lot of drug usage and paraphernalia and all this kind of crap, and you open up a damn driver's door or something, and that shit hits you in the face, I mean, I could understand why, where they're going with it and why. Uh, I can understand to a point. I can. I mean, because of drugs. and I, I mean, I've seen it. I mean, here recently. Sitting at a truck stop, see a driver come out of a little truck stop. You'd see through the bag. Yep. Had him have a case of beer. Yep. And I'm thinking, okay, now you're going to go drink that beer. Are you going to be going to bed? You're going to go out there on the road. 
Yeah, or yeah. are you going to drink all of it, or are you just going to have one yeah, or eat, but even one yeah. or two? You know, they're talking yeah, about point, exactly, point zero four. You know, he can't have it in the truck if he gets caught with it in the truck. He's a truck. Yeah. So, you, you kind of think, he's going to drink it in that scary business. Now, back in the day, like you was talking about, there was a lot of stuff going on. A lot of people were popping pills. And uh, in my generation, and what I did, it was the toothpicks. You know, yep. stuff like that. Yep. That's what keeps everybody going. A, a friend of my dad, he took so much of that stuff, he blew his heart up. Yeah. You know, I mean, but everything needed to change. It changed for the better. It really did. It needed to get out. And But back then, there were no rules. Now, mm. like, there's so many rules. It's like, okay, I won't call somebody. Can I drive now or do what I need to do? You know, I mean, it, it's getting that bad. You know, do, do I need to do a free trip now? You know, well, and like, and you know. I uh, like we talked about a lot of the 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 government. I think is trying to make this job a nine to five job, and oh, yeah. oh, with with oh, the yeah. with the freight the way it is, and with the shippers and receivers. Okay, for example, tonight I just got a load. Okay, I'm out of hours. The company that I just started with they ran me out of my seventy. I have like fifty seven minutes left on my seventy, so I'm not getting any hours back till midnight. Well, guess right. what? I gotta leave at eleven thirty or quarter to twelve tonight to run down to Bell, Missouri, drop and hook, and get down to Searcy, Arkansas by seven o'clock in the morning. That is gonna be between the two of them. That's almost four hundred miles. And that I'm going to be pushing it because you figure about an hour to drop and hook, you know, 30 minutes at the most. And it's supposed to be, supposed to be quote unquote, air quotes, preloaded. But we know how that happens, too. So yeah, that's my little trucking story guys, for today. You know. And I'm like, you know, so I got to hurry after this. I got to hurry up and get, get try to get some sleep. I'm wound up that I can't even go to sleep. And then going to be up all night for a second night in a row. To get that load there for tomorrow morning. Oh, they give us an hour window. Well, whoop de doo. <laughs> you know, so I got till eight o'clock in the morning. Woohoo! <laughs> well, they, I really believe back in the eighties, out in California, the the government or whoever out there, right? They put this proposal out to ban all trucks from being coming into the cities down there, LA, and all around in there. There's no try to ban them from coming in at certain times because of air pollution and stuff like that and traffic. Yeah. But it never did roll. You know, they tried it, but it never did roll with it. But they tried that back in the 80s. Right. You know, I remember that very well. So it's just everything. I think some changes in trucking are actually good. I really do. I'm not again. I'm just no not long trucker, but I really do. In my heart, I think some of the changes are great. Some of these other changes are crap. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the way I look at it. They're, they're taking away the trucking yeah. to me. Yeah. A lot of these companies, they're changing so much, and I really believe the reason why they took the truckers out of the companies. Yeah. You yeah, know, I agree. That, that's my I personal agree. opinion. I agree. Now, is there some, some uh, uh, a, a few people that you want to give a shout out to? From what I understand, a certain oh, truck know, stop over there in Texas. Yeah, this is a little east zone I go to called the Cap Post Cafe. There's a real fine folks over there. And I I really enjoy it. 
and they got good food. They got good waitresses. They take care of you. They match me so much of the old days. Right. Just the way they, they'll, you know, they'll kick with you, cut up with you. And, and it just reminds me so much of the old days. I live in a place today. If I go in there as much as I can. <laughs> so anyway, but there's some real good people over there. They so, really so we got a shout out to the waitresses over at Cowpokes, do we? Oh, yeah, we, we got they real good folks over there. They got a good cheap price too. <laughs> All right, now, so that that's good. So you don't have to tip them for the next week, right? Because we yeah, did we'll, this. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> just kidding, girls. Just kidding. Just kidding, girls. Because I know they, they're avid listeners and they listen to the show, and we greatly appreciate all their support and always listening to you. And Because we understand that, Lee, that we never know what the heck's going to come out of your mouth just like mine. But anyway. <laughs> Hey, I kind of feel it the way I said, right? I mean, I can't help it. It's got me in a lot of trouble over the years, but hey, I'm honest about it. You know what I mean? You and me both. Yeah, so as long as you're honest about it, you know, you're, I think you're doing good, but, you know, all these new drivers, I will give a lot of credit because I have seen a, a person that has never even drove like a standard shift car, right? Right. And, sitting there getting in a truck and learning how to drive that truck it just really it makes me feel good to see somebody that can adapt to it and do it you know it really does like because i was raised around trucks you know tractors and pickups you know and all of that stuff my whole life so i mean i was pretty familiar with you know the different steps that i went in my life i was familiar with stuff but some people has never seen that and my hat goes out to them people they really does that can can adapt like that and learn the stuff and and do good that, mm-hmm. it, it, it makes me happy yeah so I'm yeah it is. It's a real big step for them, and, and they're so used to driving a car, but they have to understand, you know, this is an 80,000-pound piece of equipment that can, at, at any time, turn into a freaking missile. You, you know, know, when I was training, I'd get them people in there, and they would, every one of them would say this to me, said, you know, I never knew it was like this in a truck. Yep. Like, you know, I mean, I respect the truck now. Because they got and know what it's like, you know. Of course, never been in one. Looking at it like somebody drives a car, right? And they would tell me, "I never, I never would have dreamed it was like this." You right. know, I said, "Well, I think everybody ought to have to ride trucks when they get the car license just to see what it is like." Yeah, Come like on, give us a break. Yeah, you know? <laughs> we know how that's going to well, happen, right? <laughs> And I'm sorry, but like last week when I talked about uh, those troopers giving those students an eye-opening lesson about tru- uh, semi-truck blind spots there in, you know, I believe it was in Illinois. So that was, you know, kudos to them troopers for doing that. They set up a rig and they set up cars in different blind spots. And then they had the kids come in and sit down in the driver's seat of the truck. And they're going, wow, you know, we didn't realize it was like that. So, you know, they had some kind of event going on with these kids that they could, um, back in the early part of March, uh, and it was a, a traffic safety education event there held in Illinois. So I, I am, I'm glad troopers are starting to do that kind of stuff. Well, me personally, I think when people go, I don't care what state you're in, 
or where you know where you're at when people are the, when the young folks get old enough to get their you know driver's license i think they ought to have to study a little bit about trucks yep i really do i think that would help them understand what we're doing you know and maybe give us a little break on what we've got to put up with yeah. you know it's like a lot of these four wheelers will run over me I need a million bucks. You know what I mean? That, that's the way they look at it. A little car right there. You know, a little bug. And here we're in a big truck. Like, come on, hit me. I dare you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... But in in some of the shenanigans, and I always say, you know, I think about this all the time when cars do the stupid stuff that they do, slam it on the brakes in front of us, cutting us off and everything. Would you do that in, I just want to take them and shake them and say, would you do that in front of a freight train? Would you do that on the tracks in front of a freight train? No, you wouldn't. Well, we're a freight train on wheels. And our track is a freaking interstate. That's right. Oh, That's exactly right. Nuts. Either some people don't know no different, or they don't care. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you an example. Have you? Ever, I know you have. Have you ever got behind the people that's going to work? They get in the same lane every day. They run their speed, not the speed limit. Their speed at a certain point. If you're watching that, get over. I've got behind this one car several times, and I got to noticing every morning they do the same thing, hmm. the same exact thing. Yeah. And it didn't matter who was over there, they gonna come over because they got to get off and go to work. <laughs> oh, know? to that exit, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But that, that's what they say, people. Uh, that you know they're a creature habit or whatever they say you know yeah. that they repeat the stuff and driving and stuff like that but but there's a lot of people out there you know trucks look at us like well y'all get out of our way yeah well why don't why don't you spit out what you're eating out there buddy and drinking you know to just move on out of my way you know but they don't look at it that way and anymore, you know, we were always fussing at them, you know. We were always taught with the Smith system class to be in the lane of least resistance, which is the middle lane. But anymore, you have to be in the right lane so your butt doesn't get run over. Exactly. Exactly right. You know. Exactly right. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, maybe one of these days, well, I kind of doubt it, but I've been 34 <laughs> years and they started doing anything. Now, I will give some cars credit. They will. Kind of respect the truck, and I appreciate them people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mean, I do too. I've been, you know, been coming up behind another vehicle, need to get over, look out, flash the lights at me, you know, and stuff. I mean, I yep. really appreciate it. I'll flash mine back, you know, thank you, you know. Yep. And, and some of them is just sit right there, you don't have enough room to get over and just sit there. Yeah, right, come on, people. Well, anyway, because so. they don't look, because they got tunnel vision and they're only staring straight ahead, or they're they're uh, messing around on their phone nine times out of ten. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you you can see you can spot that for yep. a long ways off, can't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, we sure can. You can, you really can, you really can. But I just hope you know maybe one of these days if if they're having they educating drivers, come on, let's go down and educate people in the four-wheelers, too. Right. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly so right. We're supposed to be professionals, yep. you know. So let's educate them a little bit in how trucking and other things work. Right. That's what we need to do.
that's what we need to do. Well, I appreciate you as always stopping in and saying hi to everybody and helping me out with the show again this week. And you take care and have a safe rest of the week. Well, I appreciate you. Now, y'all remember that joke I told y'all about them politicians. Now, you don't, don't forget about that. So, everybody out there, y'all be safe and God bless you. All righty. If you're a new listener to the show and new to the cafe and you would like to check us out at, at a different podcast directory, at the bottom of every podcast episode on the website at juliastruckatcafe.com I have links that I've listed on where you can else you could find me like iHeartRadio, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, SoundCloud. Um, I've also created a page which is entitled Where Else to Find the Podcast. That has all of the links to every place on the internet that you can find this podcast. Please like us on Facebook. And don't forget to join our discussion group at Julia's Trucking Cafe Regulars. On the website, I share recipes as well as videos and also a page of stupid crap that drivers do. If you want, please subscribe to our email list. I will send you the show notes right to your inbox so you don't have to constantly try to find the show notes on the website. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you would like to find us that way. I greatly appreciate that. This way, you don't have to keep coming back to try to hunt me down. In the future, if I'm having new things coming out and if you're subscribed to our email list, you will be first one to have the scoop on what's going on with the cafe Uh, before i forget please feel free to leave a comment on the bottom of any episode on the website on facebook um, on twitter please leave uh, i read each and every comment if you'd like to send me an email my email is info at juliastruckatcafe.com you could also find it on the contact page on the website at julia's excuse me at juliastruckatcafe.com so Please, everybody, stay safe out there. Keep the shiny side up. Um, Don't forget to use your turn signals. When it's raining and you're using your wipers, please use your headlights. And leave enough space for everybody. And try to share the road. I greatly appreciate all of y'all. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. All these accidents that are going on and everything, it really, really, really hurts my heart to see all of these accidents. We got a little old convoy, rocking through the night. Yeah, we got a little old convoy, ain't she a beautiful sight?